Well, our feast today is the presentation of the Lord. It's an interesting feast because it very often falls on a weekday. But we're kind of lucky this year. We've got it falling on the the Sunday. And uh, in the old calendar, before the Second Vatican Council, this was actually the feast that ended the Christmas season. So Christmas came all the way up to this feast, as opposed to right now the Christmas season goes up to the baptism of the Lord, which was a few weeks ago or about a month ago. But it used to be the case that Christmas season would come all the way up to today. And we can kind of get this Christmas feel, right? Don't you kind of get the Christmas feel? Um, there's a whole theme of light. There's uh, a whole theme of Christ as given to the world, the whole world, the Gentiles, to all the nations of the world as a gift of God. But there's another theme. It's, it's kind of minor, but it's present. It's there. And I want to focus on that today because I think it's of really uh, existential importance and practical import. It's very, very uh, concrete, practically, and um, importantly practical. And that is, I'm going to focus on this guy, St. Simeon, and tie him and what he's doing in our text in conjunction with the importance, a very important thing, of preparing for our own death. Preparing for our own death. So important to die a holy death. To die a holy death is to die in God's grace. And we see St. Simeon, who is at the end of his life, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. He is able to say, Lord, I have done your will. I am completely fulfilled. My mission in life that you've given to me is complete, and I'm ready to now go on. Wouldn't that be beautiful if all of us, every single one of us, individually, towards the end of our life, could be able to say that? Okay? Lord, now you can let your servant go in peace. I am complete. I am fulfilled. I have seen your promises fulfilled, and my job, my task is over. The job that you've given to me, I've completed, and I'm giving it back to you. So now receive me into your arms. How beautiful would that be? You know, uh, recently, as you know, first of all, it's good to be back and be with you all. I've been, I have been missing in action here for a while. I was in Alaska this past week visiting my sister, and I told them, well, where are you going to go? Oh, I'm going to go to Alaska. As if there's not enough snow here in New York, I needed more snow, you know, in Alaska. So I went to Alaska, but this person said to me, oh, that's on my bucket list, you know, going to Alaska. That's on my bucket list. So that's the question. What's on our bucket list? Do we want to, you know, some of us might want to see Mount Rushmore. All right, some of us might want to run a marathon. What do you think, Katie? You want to run a marathon? She wants to run a marathon. That's on her bucket list, okay? Who wants to go bungee jumping before? Okay, June wants to go bungee jumping, all right? I talked to someone who said, I want to stick my toes in every one of the Great Lakes, all right? So everybody's got a different bucket list, I guess. Different people are going to have different things on their bucket list, but you know what's got to be on the top of everybody's bucket list? And it's got to be the first thing? Do the will of God. Simple as that. Do the will of God. Most important thing on the bucket list. You know, in my experience as a priest, sometimes I, I work often very, very uh, uh, frequently with people who are approaching the end of their life. 
And it's a very special and privileged um, uh, vocation to be able to kind of enter into that space with that person and be present with them there. And uh, on a few occasions, I've encountered a sort of a, a thing that takes place with people as they approach the end of their life. Sometimes they feel like they, they have really left something undone. And there's something kind of fundamentally missing, like that they haven't really fully done the will of God in their life. And there's a certain kind of sense of sorrow and regret that they have. I encounter that quite frequently. But I'm here to tell you, to tell everybody, some good news. The good news is that it's never too late to do God's will. It's a beautiful thing. It's never too late to do God's will. God gives us every day anew. He gives us every moment anew as a new opportunity to start over. Think about that. You can say to yourself every single day, really, every moment, I am going to begin my life over. And so therefore, I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm going to do God's will. I'm going to do God's will. And one of the beautiful things that, beautiful ways of doing God's will, I think is encapsulated in a little prayer that I, that I have here. It's a traditional prayer. I love it quite a bit. And it's a prayer that you say right before you go to bed. So it's, this is how you kind of close off the day. Oh my God, from this moment on, again, every moment is new. From this moment on, I accept with a good will as something coming from your hands, whatever kind of death you want to send me. And then it ends by saying, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I give you my heart and my soul. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, assist me in my last agony. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, may I sleep and take my rest in peace with you. And a little side note here, if anybody wants that prayer, I've got a, a number of them printed off and they're by the bulletins in the vestibule. So it's a very beautiful prayer that you can just memorize and commit to heart. And uh, what what we see in that prayer is that every single moment we can begin anew and we can give ourselves to God's will simply by accepting whatever kind of death God has ordained for us. That is the way that we can do God's will. So that when we finally close our eyes, we can say, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift that God gives to us. Simply by accepting his will for us at the end of our lives, whatever that looks like, whatever that entails, whatever that means, okay, that is an opportunity to make everything new and to redeem, as it were, your entire life, really, and to start over, to start fresh, so that you can leave this world saying, I have done God's will and uh, you can have that same peace that St. Simeon had before he left this world. Another important truth or element that's contained in this prayer is it says, assist me in my last agony. Now, there is a special grace, and it's really one of the most important graces that we could ever receive from God, and it comes right at the last moment of our life, and it's called the grace of final perseverance. Sometimes people call it the grace of final contrition. 
And it's a grace that we should pray for and that we can pray for every day. It's a grace that we can't merit. The only way that we can receive it is through prayer. Now, most of us probably have already been praying for that grace if we've been praying the Hail Mary. What is it that we pray in the Hail Mary? We say to to Our Lady, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. We're actually asking her for the grace of final perseverance. But it's very good to be as deliberative about it as absolutely possible. To know that this grace cannot be merited, that it can only be received through prayer, and then to set about to deliberately pray for this grace. It's the first thing that I personally pray for when I wake up in the morning. I make the sign of the cross. I've got like just two or three quick prayers that I pray before I even get out of bed. And one of them is to pray for the grace of of final contrition or, or final perseverance. Here's another tried and true, tested way that we can die a holy death in God's peace. is to help other people prepare for their death and to help other people die a holy death. Again, as a priest, I feel so privileged to enter into people's lives at this most important time of their lives. And I have seen time and time again so many edifying examples of families, of husbands, of wives, of children who have taken care of their loved ones as they approach the end of their life. And they minister to their family member in so many different ways. They're talking to the nurses and the doctors or they're talking to the, uh, you know, whoever it might be that's, that's getting the uh, palliative care for the person all set and ready. They're arranging the funeral. They're kind of, you know, taking care of the house. All of these things. And in addition, the most important thing is they're praying for their loved one. They're getting their loved one to pray and they're encouraging them to do that. And they're calling a priest to come in to be with the person and to pray with the person at that time. Very great examples. I've seen so many great examples. And so just practically speaking, I can kind of end this homily with just a few basic things that it would be good for us as Catholics to know about when it comes to helping our loved ones die a holy death. First and foremost, I like to say this. If in the event you can't, something happens, maybe it's a sudden death or something happens and the priest can't come in, Please do not regard that as a sign of, like, something. Like, oh, uh, we're not in God's favor or, you know, something like that, okay? That's simply the way and the end that God has chosen, has ordained for that person, okay? And accepting that with faith is a very holy and sanctifying thing, okay? But with that said, it is very helpful to have the priest there and to administer the last sacraments. So sometimes people use the word last rites, what we're talking about there with the last rites are really um, the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, and uh, the Holy Eucharist, which in that context is called viaticum. And it's a very beautiful term. It means food for the journey, okay? Because we're getting ready to, for the person to go on a journey back home to God. And so the Eucharist is food for that very special and most important journey that we're going to make in our lives. So it's really where the last rites are those three sacraments. There's some other prayers. Uh, the litany, the commendation of the dying, is a very beautiful thing, you know. And so any given priest will come in and he'll, he'll sort of do part of this, part of that, so forth and so on, sometimes more, sometimes less. 
Okay? And it's very important to, if you have a loved one who's dying, do not conceal that fact from them. Sometimes a doctor might say to someone, well, there's nothing more we can do. person's really only got a few days or a few weeks. And then they're like, oh, don't tell them. Don't tell them because it's going to scare them. Okay? It's the person who does that, they've got good intentions, but don't do that. All right? First of all, don't do that because the person really kind of knows that they're dying. So you're not going to really be giving them any kind of news. Secondly, it's important to put it on the table and verbalize it so that together everybody can be very deliberative about being prayerful, about getting the priest to come in and to administer the sacraments. So that's a beautiful thing. If the person is unconscious, still call the priest. For a lot of different reasons, it would be too much detail to get into. The sacraments can still be of value and benefit to someone even when they're unconscious. Okay? But ideally, call the priest before the person goes unconscious. And that way, the person can make a confession. They can participate in the administration of the sacraments more consciously and actively and fruitfully. And moreover, this is a beautiful thing as well. The family members can be present and be praying with the, with the person. And that is a source of great encouragement and spiritual edification for them. So my brothers and sisters, Let's pray every day for the grace of final perseverance. Let's help one another die a holy and peace-filled death. And uh, if we do those things, if we do those things, my brothers and sisters, we can, along with St. Simeon, say to God at the end of our life, Lord, now let your servant go in peace.